Blog Talk Radio. Hello, hi everybody. This is Jennifer O'Neill. We're back today. Sorry, last week I couldn't make it. And hopefully soon I'll be doing some podcasting that I can just upload and they will be consistent on a weekly basis. Uh, That being said, this week's show is going to be the five biggest mistakes people make when meditating. This kind of came to me uh, because my daughter was actually asking me a bunch of questions. She's in her 20s, and we've meditated in the household for, you know, ever. And she was having some issues um, with certain just daily struggles in life, and then she remembered. She was like, what am I doing different? i got to figure out, like, why are things feeling choppy, you know? And she realized that she had stopped meditating for a while, or that she actually, when she was doing her meditation, she was doing it during yoga sessions. So she was remembering, I really miss doing yoga. And then she was wondering, what was the favorite part I liked about yoga? And she realized it was actually the medita- the meditation sessions that they did afterwards. So she started doing the meditating, or meditating, and then she had some questions. She came to me the next day, and I thought, well, she has these questions. I know that there's a lot of people that also have other questions, but I also started remembering a lot of the misconceptions and things that I've been asked over the years. There's a lot of information on meditation in the world. And it's a lot of it is so different, and it can be very overwhelming, very confusing. And I noticed over the years that there's basically five big mistakes that people make when they're meditating or, or misconceptions that they have about meditation as well. And so I wanted to go over those with you guys because you're going to feel a difference in your life where you're going to achieve how things flow on a daily basis if you do the do this correctly. You'll literally notice life being easier. You'll notice things don't feel like you're just stream, swimming upstream all the time. They're just like it's not just tough to get through your work day as long as you consistently do some of these things that we're going to talk about. <clears throat> and we're going to start with number one. I'm just going to get right into it. The biggest mistake that I notice is a lot of people don't understand what meditation is. Um, so I'm going to explain it to you. They don't They don't understand what it is. They, th- they think they know it's good for them. They think it's, you know, raise their vibration, get to a higher consciousness level, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> but that's an achievement. That's not necessarily what meditation is. When you go into a meditation state, when you're meditating, it's actually achieving spiritual awareness on a conscious level level so what that means is in layman terms is you're basically that's when you're in a meditative state that's when you are aware of your spiritual body and your physical body at the same time and you're conscious while you do so so you're not like sleeping and that's really important to understand So you're basically bridging the gap between your physical existence and your spiritual existence, and you're being able to access some of your spiritual tools when you're in a meditative state. But in order to do that, you need to pull the physical part of your consciousness level down, like you have to tone it way down. That's where the relaxation comes in and et cetera. And then you start becoming very aware of your spiritual body. So like what happens 
during the daytime, everybody is very aware of their spiritual body. They, or I mean the physical body, sorry. During the daytime, they're very aware of their physical body. You're, they're very conscious of their physical aspect of themselves. Their, their thought process is going 100 miles an hour. They're trying to compartmentalize different things in their brain. They're, you know, stressing out at work. They're driving to get their kids or drop their kids off or get their kids or do whatever, making lunches, making dinners. You're very, very aware of your physical body. At night, when you're sleeping, that's when you're basically accessing your spiritual body. You're very aware of your spiritual body, so you make this flip. Your physical body kind of goes into a comatose state, which is your sleep state, and your spiritual body then begins to get active. That's when you're doing the astro travel. That's when you're doing, um, you know, learning things on the other side. That's when you're really in touch. Your spiritual body entirely opens. You're very in your spiritual body in the spirit realm at nighttime. When you're in a meditative state, you can pull and access both things at the same time. It's very cool when you realize that. And how that's helpful to anybody in everyday life and why people would want to do it anyways is because when you can consciously become aware of your physical body and your spiritual body at the same time, what happens is you have a lot more access to tools of how tools that basically run your life and run the world and run the existence of us all here on this planet. And how I like to explain that to people is imagine that your palm of your hand is your physical existence, your physical body. Imagine that the fingers are your spiritual existence, your spiritual body. Now, if you try to pick up and utilize that hand only using the palm, you can do things, but it's going to be difficult. If you try to only use your fingers and to do things and pick up things and utilize it as tools in your everyday life, that's also going to be a little difficult. But if you use your palm and your fingers together to help you do things as a as a tool or pick up things, move things, you're 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 utilizing the whole kit and caboodle. You're you're utilizing all of your tools of your hand. And so it makes things a lot easier. And that's what happens when you're accessing your physical and spiritual body at the same time. So the biggest mistake they make, number one, is they don't understand what meditation is. And again, it's achieving spiritual awareness on a conscious level. So it's it's achieving spiritual awareness while you are awake in your physical body. So that will lead us to our next question. It, um, of people also don't understand number two take is they do not know what makes a meditative state. They think that in order to ha- achieve a meditative state, you have to. Excuse me, I have to cough. <clears throat> they think that you have to sit in a room sit in a certain position and let me let me look at this real quickly they have sorry you have to sit in a room sit in a certain position you have to do it a certain way etc cetera, etc cetera. but they don't know what a medi- what makes a meditative state all people meditate every day almost every day i would say whether you realize you're doing it or not you will put yourself in a meditative state um a meditative state can happen when you're staring at the tv 
um, when you're staring into space, when you're daydreaming, right, right before you start to fall asleep, that's a huge meditative state that people don't think about that they put. When you're relaxing in a chair, when you're just like you come home from your day and you're relaxing in a chair. Um, so all of these different times when you're just relaxing and you're feeling your body relaxing and you're just chilling, that's actually a meditative state. It's also before you go to sleep or before you do any, you when you wake up, kind of before you get out of bed, that type of thing. Um, even sitting in traffic, believe it or not, you can put yourself into a meditative state when you're like zoning out because you're just waiting for the cars to go. Um, so any of these times, most people are in a meditative state at least a couple of times a day. I mean, you know, they're falling asleep, they're getting up, etc. The problem with this is they don't realize what do most people do when they sit in a chair and relax from their day or they're in traffic and they're sitting there waiting to go and they're zoning out at work or they're, you know, falling asleep, again, bringing that up because that's a big one because that really is a crazy big one. Most of the problem is there is those are the times that people stress about their day. So when people don't realize that that they're in a meditative state at that time, and then they start to go over all the problems of their day, it's a double whammy. Because what happens is when you get into a meditative state is the most powerful time to visualize. It is the most powerful moments that you will have during the day to create things that you want to happen in the future. It is the most powerful time that you will have to create tomorrow, to create the next couple hours, to create how your day is going to go and how your day feels. And when you visualize, it's really super important that you visualize with a feeling attached behind it. And, of course, what do most people do when they sitting in traffic? They're very frustrated. They're not, not moving. When they sit down from their day after they've made dinner and everything, they're usually kind of irritated because of all the things that they're just tired and thank God they can finally sit down type of thing. I kid you not, over 90% of the people I ask, actually it's probably more than that, that what do most people do when they lay in bed before they go to, or as they're drifting off to sleep? They think about the problems of their day, they think about what the problems that are going to happen tomorrow. And what I mean is, oh, that work thing didn't go as well as I planned. Oh, I'm really frustrated. My kids are sick, and I hope that they're better tomorrow, but they're probably not going to be, so I'm going to have to make these arrangements. Oh, I forgot to do laundry. I forgot to pick up milk. I forgot that I had these plans for tomorrow. They start doing all of that while right before they fall, fall asleep. So in your most optimal time, to be in a meditative state, the most optimal time to visualize is when you're in a meditative state. Most people use it by stressing about the day and how worried that they are about future things that are going to happen tomorrow, how worried that they are about things that are going on in their life. So therefore, universal law, you're going to recreate that scenario over and over again. You're going to create more worry. You're going to create more of that feeling the next day. So they don't know what puts themselves 
or they're not aware of what a meditative state, what a powerful state is. They don't realize that they go into a meditative state very a lot of times during the day, especially at nighttime. And then when they do go into a meditative state, they worry instead of using the visualizing to have a different scenario or a different outcome. I'm going to go into visualizing just a little bit before I get into this little, a few, the next three ones. I meditate every day, and I don't really call it meditation because, I don't know, it's just a habit. It's, It's a habit of my life. And so what I learned when I was a lot younger, and I did this because I got so tired of waking, I got so tired of waking up the next day every day just being very stressed about the next day and all the things that I had to do and all the things that I was worrying about. And so I thought, you know what, I'm over this. And so I started visualizing, and I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about this before. I I started taking my nighttime right before I fall asleep. I started realizing when it got so stressful to lay down because I knew that once I laid down, I would start thinking about all the crappy things that had gone on during the day and whatever. I knew I had to change something because it started making me not even want to go to sleep. So what I started doing is I started laying down and that became my visualizing time. So I have trained myself and I haven't, I haven't done this in years now because I'm so used to how I trained myself. Now I train myself to go over the best case scenario of every day, the very next day. So, for instance, like if I when I go to sleep tonight, I will go through, if I'm worrying about anything, I will go, this is just going to resolve and this is how. I'm going to feel very good about this resolution. I'm going to feel very happy about how this went. Um, if I go to sleep tonight, I may be like, tomorrow I just want to feel at the end of the day. And I don't go, you don't go through, it's another mistake that people make when they're visualizing Don't try to visualize every aspect of what you're worried about. Don't try to visualize every aspect of your day. You go to the end result. So, for instance, when you're in a meditative state, when you're sleeping or before you're getting ready to go to bed and you want to do visualizing, if you're worried about a specific event, like for the next day, let's say, or the next week, just visualize that you're already, that event has passed. And at the end of that event, You're feeling very happy about how it went. Leave the little details up to the universe. Leave the little details up to whatever happens, but just only go to the end of the event and visualize how how it's going to happen. So, for instance, if I want tomorrow to go very well and smooth and feel like I had a lot of time, I will go to the end of the day and I will be like, wow. I will imagine and feel like I want tomorrow to feel like I accomplished a lot, and I feel really good about how that went. I'm really in a good mood. Things went good today. That's how I do my visualization. I don't visualize any of the little things in between because I'm leaving that up to the universe. The thing is, most powerful trick I've ever learned. It almost seems too easy and too, like, vague, but it is literally the most powerful trick you will ever learn. If I'm concerned about, let's say you got an unexpected bill or... Um, one of your kids are sick or something like that. Again, let's say you got the unexpected bill. You imagine that the bit when the bill's paid, you realize you imagine that the bill got paid, and it seemed like it actually got resolved fairly easy. You don't need to know how, but feeling relieved that it was paid and that it seemed very easy. If your kids are sick, you imagine that 
they all of a sudden they're starting to feel better. They're on the upside of health and, and things are feeling really good or they're, they're feeling positive because um, they started feeling really a lot better. You don't go through, I'm going to give them the medicine, I'm going to give them the ibuprofen, I'm going to do this, I'm going to have to take them to the doctor. I'm going to, you don't go through those little details. You go to the end. Thank God they're feeling better. This is going to be a really great weekend, that type of thing. So work stress, whatever you're stressing about at work, because that seems, seems to be a big one, you go to the end of your work day. Wow, this day turned out really good. And you just feel like, how cool would that be? How cool would that be to leave work and feel like, wow, Today was actually a good day. And you kind of bask in that feeling. You bask in that feeling in a meditative state. So that leads us to number three. People don't realize what being in a meditative state feels like. And that I get a lot of questions on. Uh, I have people ask me anywhere from, and, and truthfully, actually before I get into that, truthfully it varies for very different people. It varies the type of meditative state that you're in, and it varies per person. So I have people ask me, it can it can go anywhere from you can feel very relaxed um, to having some vibration to dizziness. I mean, it, it, there are so many different feelings that you have when you're meditating. It's not one specific way. So a lot of people will think, well, I'm just gotta, I have to feel just zen, and um, just really relaxed, like my body is just like really, really relaxed. And they start trying to force their body to relax and their brain's trying to force them, their muscles to tighten and then their muscles to relax because that's a very common meditative thing where they you tighten them really tight and then you relax them. But I find when I tell people, pretend like you're going to take a nap, pretend like you're going to fall asleep, and just get to the edge of falling asleep, your body naturally, you won't fight it as much. Your body will just naturally start to sort of go limp on the inside. It will start to kind of just relax because your brain will say, okay, relax, we're going to sleep. Relax, we're taking a nap. And your whole body will just chill. It will just, it will just relax. And so when you try to go into a meditative state, just tell yourself, to put yourself in a state of right before sleep. Just feel your whole body just like you're going to go to sleep. It will relax your mind quicker or relax your body quicker. Um, sometimes, and I had my daughter had actually brought this up to me, uh, and, and somebody else had brought up to me in the higher purpose learning group that we're in, do you get dizzy? And my daughter had brought up vibrating. Both of those things happen to different people at different times. Again, it depends on the person and it depends on what stage of um, spiritual alignment that you're at. All kinds of things can happen. You can feel like um, dizziness. You can feel vibrating inside your body. It's almost like it feels like you're vibrating outside your body, but you're actually, you can tell it's inside your body, but it's so intense it can feel like your arm's going to be shaking or your legs or your whole body. So there's a lot of different variables to how meditation feels. It's not a cut and dry, it, you're supposed to feel this way, and if you didn't feel this way, then you didn't, it wasn't effective, or you didn't achieve meditation state. That None of that's true. Um, again, most people achieve a meditative state at least a couple of times during a day or nighttime, um, put together to, during a whole daytime. So you, 
a very it's that feeling that you get when you're very relaxed before you fall asleep, but it also can be accompanied by vibration, dizziness, or a feeling of like almost like you're being pulled upward. Um, it can be a feeling of just like your energy fills the entire room. I can feel my spiritual body protrude out from me. I can feel it. It almost feels like I can touch the walls with my body. So, you know, there's all different kinds of feelings. And I haven't really heard any that is wrong. I mean, if it doesn't make you feel well, you feel sick or something, that's one thing. But dizziness is definitely a part, can be attributed to meditation. And that's because you're, when you get really in touch with your spiritual body, and you're not as much in your physical body, there can be a dizziness attached to it. When I do readings, when I do things such as that, and I really raise my spiritual body, um, there's definitely dizziness that happens. Uh, It's kind of when you're detaching a little bit from your physical body and kind of just forming into your physical body or your spiritual body bigger. So when you detach a little bit from your physical body, that dizziness can happen. So that's pretty common. One of the fourth biggest mistakes that people make when meditating is thinking that there's very strict rules. Um, Again, we've kind of covered this a little bit, but there's no strict rules to how meditation has to happen. That I've heard anything from they have to be sitting up uh, to a certain time of day, to you have to be sitting in a chair, to you can't eat red meat, to you can't drink sodas or have sugars, diet, you know, that sort of thing. None of that matters. It, it's it, it's interesting how many rules that people want to put on stuff. You're naturally a spiritual being. You access the spiritual part of yourself every single day. It's not something you have to work to achieve. It just is. What you have to work towards is being aware that it is. It's happening. It's happening whether you never meditated a day in your life. It's happening. You are spiritually achieving. You are spiritually becoming part of your spiritual being at some point during the day. This is happening. Whether you know about it or not, it's part of who we are. You can't stop it. You can't stop it. That's like stopping being physical, to stop being a spiritual part of yourself, to stop having access to the spiritual side of yourself. That's like trying to stop being physical. It is what it is. It's happening all the time. What you're learning on all of these things, such as meditation, visualization, you're learning to be aware that that, that spiritual aspect of yourself is popping in and doing things on a daily basis. You're learning to be aware of when that's happening. You're learning to be aware of what that feels like. You're learning to be aware of utilizing some of the tools that come with the spiritual aspect to yourself, such as visualizing, such as using the energetic flow, such as paying attention to your spiritual body when you have intuition that says, no, don't do that, or intuition that says, yes, that's a good idea. You're, you're that becoming in tune. You're in tune. You just ignore. That's really, really important. So there's no strict rules on what, how to meditate or how not to meditate. It's happening during the day regardless. Now, one of the questions I get with this is also, 
Well, if I lay down, can I lay down and meditate? Absolutely. I do it every day. You do it every day. You're doing it. If you, Whether you call it meditating or not, it's already happening before you fall asleep, before you get up, when you nap, etc. So that's happening. What people then say was, is, but then I fall asleep. That's okay. If you took two minutes of visualizing time, 30 seconds of visualizing time, five minutes of visualizing time, it doesn't matter. That's another thing of the strict rules. It doesn't have to be a certain amount of time. It it doesn't have to be by sitting up. So if you fall asleep, that's okay. If you had 30 seconds of visualizing, that's okay. If you were consistently visualizing for 30 seconds, which is actually a pretty good amount of time, if you were visually doing this for 30 seconds during a meditative state before you fell asleep and imagining how good your day went the next day, you would be shocked at how much your life would change. Literally shocked at how much your life would change. I'm not even kidding you. Because if you start training your mental self, your mental, physical aspect yourself, to use that as a, oh, I wish that I want this to happen. This feels so good. It feels good that this is resolved. If you start training yourself to do that instead of training yourself to recreate your crappy day, again, you'll be shocked at what happens. The la- so there are no strict rules. You're already doing a meditative state several times a day. It's just being aware of it and utilizing it. The last part is um, number five, which is one meditation is better than another. It's not true. Um, Is guided meditation, well, that was the question I had, is guided meditation better than this meditation? Is it not? It doesn't, nothing's really better than another meditation because, again, meditation is being, um, you know, spiritually aware on a consciousness level. It doesn't matter how you achieve that. But on a personal note, whatever works for you, I do that. So, for instance, if guided meditation works for you, do guided meditation. That's fantastic and wonderful. If you don't like guided meditation and you find your mind wandering and um, you can't really feel like it's being effective, then do the meditation before you go to sleep. Do the visualizing before you go to sleep. Do all of those things. So just alter it to what feels best to you. It doesn't mean that one meditation is better than another for several different reasons. For one, people meditate for different reasons. Everybody has a different agenda. Somebody wants to have spiritual connection more. Somebody wants to communicate with spirits. Other people want to relax their blood pressure, get their body relaxed. They want to stop stressing so much. Other people want to use it for visualizing. Do you see what I mean? Like, So everybody has a different agenda. And so whatever works for that person is what you should continue to do. Whatever feels best to you. It doesn't mean any type of meditation is different. And some people may not like doing it the way that I do it, which is, um, like I said, when you, right before you fall asleep, that type of meditation. Some people might not do that like that. They may want to sit in a chair. That's okay, too. It doesn't mean don't sit in a chair. When I say that there's no strict rules, it doesn't mean don't sit in a chair. It just means do it and cater it to how you feel like you can achieve this spiritual awareness state on a con- on a conscious level. Do what you feel you need to do to achieve that. So cater it and custom it to your own personal self. 
so that being said, um, we're going to kind of wrap this up, but I'm going to go over this a little bit more really quickly. It's understanding what meditation is, which I think we've covered quite a bit. Um, So I want to clear up that first mistake. They don't understand what it is. Understand you're achieving spiritual awareness on a consciousness level. Understand what makes a meditative state. Basically, people don't know. Realize that you're doing it every day, regardless of if you admit to it being meditation or not, or you acknowledge it, I guess I would say, as being meditation or not. It's happening every day. You are achieving this state every day. You just don't label it as meditation. Um, It feels very different for very different people, anywhere from a relaxed state to vibrating to dizziness. There are no strict rules, such as position, time, eating habits, etc., So you want to just cater it to what feels best to you, which is the last one. One meditation is not better than another. So cater your meditation to what feels good to you. But do realize that when you're meditating, that is the absolute best time to do visualizing. And so I kind of find that they go hand in hand best time to do visualizing is during meditative state. Best way to use your meditative state is to do visualizing. So they kind of play off one another. If you're wanting to achieve higher consciousness level, if you're wanting to achieve um, a spiritual, a spirit communication state or something like that, you visualize and imagine how it feels and how wonderful it feels that you raised a level. And that brings us to the next one, which is a whole different show, which is basically you do reach a higher consciousness level every single day when you fall asleep naturally. You do have access to spirits, spirits, communication, et cetera, et cetera, every day when you fall asleep. And there's actually more in spirit communication, which I can talk to you about in another show. That would be about... um, people actually achieve spirit communication or communicate with spirits way more often than they realize. So maybe I'll make that our next show. That being said, uh, try to figure out your what. if you have any questions on meditation, you can go ahead and ask me. I have a couple of different places you can ask, um, but I do want to send you guys over to bookchakra.com. That is a new website that um, we've put up and we're going to be offering podcasting and different things weekly to your inbox, um, discount deals on educational materials, that sort of thing. It's very cool. If you'd like to be a part of that, go over to that. I am giving away a spirit, spirit communication session, and I'm doing that on the on Facebook. So if we're not friends on Facebook, you can go to bookshocker.com and um, or not bookshocker.com, the Facebook bookshocker, and you can get you can go over there and enter into the contest to win a one-hour spirit communication session with me. And lastly, we are doing, I have a group called the Higher Purpose Learning Group, which I get in to do spirit chats every week. If you'd like to be a part of that, um, just go to, let's see, how would you be a part of that? We actually go over to um, Facebook, to the to the bookshocker.org, or bookshocker.com, if you log into bookshocker.com and put your um, put your subscription, if you want to get um, emails, it will come to your inbox and there will be a link that says to be invited into the um, Higher Purpose Learning. 
but also on the uh, Bookshark or Facebook group, I constantly post stuff if you want to be invited into the Higher Purpose Learning group. And like I said, we do a lot of spirit chats over there. So if you're interested in more, definitely go click on the invite button and we'll invite you in. So have a wonderful day. Hopefully that was helpful. And aloha.